This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Every time Jerry Jones speaks, everyone listens. But maybe the Jones family is starting to send mixed messages about their superstar quarterback in Dak Prescott. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. HD, we'll get to Dak in a second. But David tweeted me. David tweeted me because we were just talking about Aaron Rodgers and my beloved Raiders. And uh, someone has tweeted out a couple hours ago a picture of Devontae uh, hanging out with Aaron Rodgers that was posted somewhere on social. And the location appears to be Las Vegas, according to the picture. But again, I, oh. I cannot say this loud enough. We do this every offseason. Oh. Last year, we did it when Aaron Rodgers bought a house in Nashville. And people were like, oh, that means he wants to play for the Titans. Or it means it's a good financial investment to buy a house in Nashville where markets are absolutely climbing. Now, it's like he already told us he's going to Pebble Beach. So either he's met Devontae somewhere or he stopped off in Vegas. When you are rich, you do that. When you're rich, you're like, hey, I'm going to fly out to Vegas for a day, see my boy, and then go out to Pebble Beach. Like, you, you and would I. Know. You would know well, Orange Theory, man. Right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do Orange Theory. Like, you and I tomorrow are very likely, depending on your flight situation, will be hanging out in New York. I don't live in New York. You don't live in New York. And neither of us are going to be relocating. It is amazing how friends that have worked together or do work together sometimes just Hang out. It's Vegas. It's not Topeka. You don't go out of your way to go to Vegas. It's not you're like, oh, man, guys, we got to go well, to Vegas. Well, you know what they say, though. Rich people go to Vegas. No, what happens there stays there. So, yeah. so A-Rod. Well, <laughs> we don't want any more things le- being leaked now. I what mean, happens in Vegas supposed to stay in Vegas? My God. Like, plus, we all know the attention hound that Aaron Rodgers is. Like, let's put this out just so social media goes nuts. You, you want to tell me that's above Aaron Rodgers <laughs> to be like, hey, 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 put this out. Let's see what kind of reaction this gets for the Pat McAfee show appearance this week. I'm just saying uh, that's where we are. Because we over-obsess about everything. We also over-obsess about everything that Jerry Jones says. And, frankly, Stephen Jones, as they try and figure out what to do with the quarterback position. Now... We heard the quote yesterday, or we, we saw the the, real, the quote yesterday. Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are now committed to drafting a quarterback, said should have committed to drafting one every year, years ago. But in the same breath, on the same day, Stephen Jones said the Cowboys are committed to Dak long-term and they're open to extending his contract. What do you make of these mixed messages? To me, I don't think they're mixed, mixed, uh, mixed messages because when I look at the National Football League and we've seen what transpired with San Francisco this season – I think it's very imperative that you have multiple guys on your roster from the quarterback position that can be feasible and go in there and, you know, make things happen if the situation comes up. And I think of a few teams. I think of the Miami Dolphins, right, and the case that they were in in the playoffs this season when they had to go with Skylar Thompson, their third-string quarterback, because Tua Tagovailoa had a concussion issue. And then, you know, Teddy Bridgewater had the uh, – uh, was it the finger? I think it was a broken finger on his on his throwing hand. You, you look at those teams, you look at the Jets this season, and in which no quarterback I thought was was as great as they could have been between Mike White, between Zach Wilson, and between Joe Flacco. And I mentioned the 49ers uh, first. You look at those three teams right there, you got to have guys on your roster. I'll even say you look at the Arizona Cardinals, right, when Kyler Murray went down. Can you have a guy that's backing them up or have two or three guys that can – 
Step in there, be feasible, and we know it's not going to be the same play that you get from your starter, but also can you can you hold the fort down? Now, I understand Cooper Rush did a phenomenal job while he was in, but also Cooper Rush is not the guy that if you are on the nine-yard line and you need to go you know, 91 yards to go score, he's not the guy to do that. You look at Cleveland with Jacoby Bursett and what he was able to do before Deshaun Watson took over. You have two guys there. So I think it's feasible now in the National Football League, especially what transpired last year, um, to have multiple quarterbacks. And the Cowboys, hey, you got to draft one. It's just I, as simple as that. I think, you know, when you start looking around the league, you get a sense of why this would even be the conversation. Because right now, and we'll break this down throughout the course of the week, but there's a new article out on ESPN Plus written by our buddy Bill Barnwell that breaks out 13 quarterback needy teams and the most attractive for all of them for either Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, which is funny because the Raiders are second on this list, even though they I would throw the Titans on that list. I mean, we've we seen what happened when Ryan Tannehill went down on Malik Willis, and I think Malik Willis is going to have his time where he's, he's doing amazing things in the National Football League. It's just that time wasn't this season, and we've seen that when he went into the ball game, um, how their offensive play uh, lacked, this, lacked uh, was lacking something from the quarterback position. So there's there's multiple teams that are dealing with this, but you have to be able to you know draft or bring somebody in free agency that can hold the fort together. Fits thirteen quarterbacks are on this list. There are thirty two teams in the National Football League. Like I'm not great at math, but that seems like that's more than a third. So you're telling me that more than a third of the league needs a quarterback right now? That's all the more reason that you just keep taking a stab at it. It also speaks to draft efficiency, though. Something you've talked a lot about and I think is important to note is that the 49ers hit in the draft, right? The the Jets are largely better because they hit in the draft. You've got to be hitting in the draft enough that you can give up a draft choice for somebody that may not see the field. And that's that's difficult to do like because if you're taking a stab at a quarterback constantly, I, I genuinely believe it is a smart strategy to draft specifically for a backup quarterback. Somebody you know may not ever be great, but somebody you know you can teach your system, he can stay with you. You spend a third rounder on a backup quarterback, you let them learn, you let them develop, they can make good money for a very long time. Like I, If I was a GM, I'd be doing this. But then you got to be comfortable giving up a third-round pick because a third-round pick can be a starter on the offensive line. It can be a starter in the secondary. So you have to be really efficient everywhere else if you're going to waste a draft pick on a quarterback. But it also makes sense to swing at a quarterback every year because you'd rather have too many than get stuck without one. Well, I'll tell you, you look at two more teams I'm about to mention. You look at the Houston Texans right now and how they were playing two guys. The Colts and how like they went away from Matt Ryan and then tried to go down the line as well. So there, there are multiple teams in the National Football League that struggled at that position, but also struggled with depth in which having, you know, when your starter wasn't the guy playing, could the backup, you know, be feasible and hold things together and still have the, the offense propel and move forward? That's big now. We just watched the Philadelphia Eagles be able to win a Super Bowl uh, their last one that they won with their starting quarterback at the time, Carson Wentz, who was playing at an MVP level, not the Carson Wentz that we know today, but the Carson right. Wentz back then. He goes out. Nick Foles is a solid backup, and the coaching staff understands that we need to, we need to tailor things to fit his strengths, and that's what they did, and they go out and win a Super Bowl because of it. Yeah, it is amazing because if you have too many quarterbacks, you can navigate those waters. If you don't have enough quarterbacks, everybody gets fired. Like, there's no in-between on that. Like, if you go through a season where suddenly you've got nothing at the quarterback position, people will lose their jobs. Coaches will lose their jobs. And, you know, you and I talk a lot about the human element of athletes. 
I have to stress the human element of coaches, too. Like, you're sitting down with your family and you're saying, well, sorry, Timmy, we never got a quarterback and now we have to move for the 87th time. Like, <laughs> What I, was the voice? The voice is what kills me. Sorry, Timmy, I'm just, I don't know how to tell you this, but we... So know. that's obviously not a black coach. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a head coach in the NFL we're talking about here. Oh, you see that take that I just made. If uh, you don't shut up... <laughs> If you I'm just know. saying that there's a moment here where, like, knowing that you're going to have to sit down with Timmy, Laura, and Diane and tell them, hey, uh, guys, we have to move for the 4,332nd time because we didn't have a quarterback. I think you're going to see more and more organizations run scared at the, at making sure that they've got a bunch of quarterbacks. Like, right now, I'm looking at a backup quarterback saying, if i got to pay one $10 million a year, I don't care. I want to make sure. I'd rather waste $10 million bucks of a salary cap spot that could go all sorts of other places and know that no matter what – I am not going to well, get no, stuck no, no, in a just, 49er just situation. Because I think there's context to if you do that, though. I think it, it's based on your team and where you are as a team as well. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that 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 presumes that you're in a Super Bowl moment, right? Yes, like, yes. Like well, as you're developing, you don't need to worry about that. But when you get to your Super Bowl moment, yeah, the more times you take a, a swing at the quarterback position – I think the better. And it makes sense. Like Jerry's strategy makes sense of let's just keep drafting quarterbacks and make sure we've always got sort of a, a group that we want. And I think they can exist at the same time where Stephen Jones says we're interested in extending. All of this is going to come down to what we see this year. There are two questions the Cowboys are going to have to answer. Can they fix Dak is number one. If, no, if they don't, then question number two is are they going to give up on Dak or are they going to give up on McCarthy? Like Because one of them or both of them will be scapegoats if oh, it goes and wrong. And I will say this. Dan Quinn is just waiting in the wings to become the next head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, you heard it here from me. You heard it right here from me. I, I, I mean, I don't think any of that's wrong. And, you know, I think we have to continue to look at, at realistically what the Cowboys do and who the Cowboys are today. Like, I think a lot of times we judge Jerry Jones for who he was in the 90s. And I don't know about you, HD, but I'm a little different than I was in the 90s, right? Like, I think all of us grow differently and, to be, and we become different people in the way that we do business. And frankly, Jerry Jones has become an owner that is not necessarily out there chasing the Sean Paytons when he's got Dan Quinn in the stable. In fact... It leads me to, 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 to a thought. There's one thing that the Cowboys have definitively told us about mm-hmm. their coach. One specific thing. I'll tell you what it is. Plus, NFL teams are conducting exit interviews for their teams. We want yours. What's your exit interview for your favorite team? You sit down, tell them what they did right, what they did wrong, and how you'd fix it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The one thing your team needs to address in an exit interview. Tell us your thoughts on the next Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance, hanging out with you. We're going to get your thoughts on the exit interview. I mean, think about it. Right now, everybody's doing their exit interviews, players, teams, figuring out what went wrong, what went right. You guys can chime in with your exit interview, what you would say to your favorite team. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Part of this comes on the heels of Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach, being asked about the future and if there's any chance that Jimmy G would reunite. There's a scenario in which you guys could see Jimmy being back, and if so, what what would that look like? No, I don't see any scenario of that. 
Oh. Wait, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, hmm. yeah. I mean, it's done. It's over, right? There's nothing left on there from from the same coach, though, that did tell us before. I don't even know if we're going to be live on Sunday. He's telling us definitively now he is absolutely out on all the right. Like, so uh, we think it's all over. It's absolutely done. We'll see. Uh, but that has me thinking about how awkward their exit interview would be, right? So you guys can chime in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Davis in California. Thanks for calling the show, Davis. What you got, man? Hey, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and why it doesn't work for Vegas. Gotcha. What you got? All right. So first off, it's too much. You got too much capital in both the draft and dollars. It limits your dollars because you can't bring in free agents to help with that defense. If he does come have success, it's going to be hollow success. You're still going to have holes all over that defense, and he's not the guy you want to groom the future. Um, I think his personality is going to clash a lot. And he's not going to take the coaching. You've heard the rumors that DC couldn't take the coaching. And we know how Aaron Rodgers goes. I think you can probably get away with a sixth or seventh round pick in Clayton soon. And that's it. Thanks. Uh, you, I, look, I, I don't know what the quarterback solution is going to be, but I don't disagree with most of what you just said. I mean, uh, the Raiders have uh, – they'll have plenty of salary cap space going into the season. Right now they have about $20 million, but that still counts $35 million of Derek Carr coming into this year. That's obviously going to go away. That'll give them another $30 million or so. So the Raiders going to have uh, roughly $50 million without reworking anything and having to do any work. So they can create money uh, if they want to, but I actually agree. I'm not sure – like, if we – if the reports are true, Harry, and they want two, uh, two first-round draft picks, you'd be giving up the seventh overall pick. Would you give up the seventh overall pick this year for Aaron Rodgers and more? Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a tough See, spot. It's always tough. Never tough to decide to talk to Mach in Alaska. Mach, you know we love you, buddy. What's your exit interview going to be for the Raiders? Well, uh, you know, I agree with you about uh, Derek. You know, they should keep Derek Carr. If we're going to just hop over to Garoppolo, you know, we're, we're better off sticking with Carr, uh, but like like you said a couple of days ago, the uh, Tom Brady, uh, Pat Mahomes is going to be there for the next ten years. We ought to just get rebuild, get some draft picks. The best teams have hit on the draft. We have not hit on the draft for the last five years, <laughs> and we need to restock those offensive line, the defensive line, and you know find a quarterback. All right. Uh, you want to know why? You want to know why I'm laughing? Why? Because every Raiders fan say the same thing. Yeah, we got to go against Patrick Mahomes every year for the, like, the next ten years. It's like it's like it brings y'all's energy down to to a very low level. Well, I mean, what the hell do you expect, Harry? Like, it's not like we're you just also going to deal with Justin Herbert. Like, too. I'm not sitting here saying like we got to take on you know. Uh, I don't know. Pick pick any Giants coach. I'm not like I'm not afraid of Daniel Jones for the next ten years. I wouldn't have been afraid of of you know any of any. I'm just looking right, straight at right, Listen, like I wouldn't be scared of Daniel Jones for the, the next Raiders 10 years. last year. <laughs> Who beat the Raiders last year? Hey, uh, the uh, broken clock Did, right did Daniel year. Jones beat if, the Raiders? If those last of you year? don't know, Devin Kane, one of our our producers, he's a huge, a massive 
Giants fan. I'll, Fitz is a massive Raiders fan. It, Evan loves note. the Jets. That's a and good me, note. I'm, I'm a Falcons and, and Titans. And fan. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be scared of Daniel Jones for the next 10 years. I wouldn't be scared of anybody that the Jets have on their roster at quarterback for the next 10 years. I'm not scared of Desmond Ritter for the next 10 years, and I'm not scared of Ryan Tannehill for the next 10 years. I cower in the corner in the fetal position to cry myself to sleep at the thought of Patrick Mahomes for the next Why 10 years. Why even play the game? Just give up. When you play the Chiefs, just don't even play it. Right? Oh, ho, ho, ho. talk to him, Devin. I mean, Devin, you realize that Jalen Hurts is going to spend the next decade kicking your ass, too, so I don't know what you're really talking uh, about. I mean, he, he, he very well white, might. But, whoa, 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 whoa. But I, I look forward to those those matchups to see how we stack up. Yeah, that, that You say that. I said that, too, in the beginning. Iron sharpens so, so iron. I, t- I can't wait question, to do yeah, Go ahead. If Aaron Rodgers is with the New York Jets, you stated that you wouldn't be scared of the Jets and, and, and that team at all? Uh, I, look, no, I said I wouldn't be scared of anybody on their roster right now. Uh, would I be scared of facing Aaron Rodgers? Uh, they had no. a top ten defense, so I can't sit up no, there. I'm not really like the guys that they had a top ten defense. Fits top five to be exact. No, but I'm not scared of their quarterbacks. That's what I said. I'm not scared of like I'm talking well, if about. They add Aaron Rodgers. It adds another dimension to the sure, New York sure, Jets. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm not really that scared of Aaron Rodgers. Nah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good, but not, not, not just an, I'm not Damn. scared of Aaron Rodgers. Look, I, how I, talk, look how you talk about A-Rod. Yeah, I, I'm just saying right now. Uh, Brendan in Connecticut. Brendan, what do you got? Another Raiders exit interview. I know, like, this, we're just all flocking together, Brendan. What do you got? Need a lot of work. I, I got another one, but I do have to say I am scared of Aaron Rodgers. Side note, uh, okay. he destroyed us mm. when we went to Green Bay, and I had to eat that one. But uh, I'm not going to say, like, a specific – position they need to address because there's a lot of them they need to take the robert Sala euphemism of all gas no breaks for our four blown leads of 20 17 twice and 13 one of which was against the chiefs that win would have been nice uh so they need to keep their foot on the gas and keep scoring points and know these odd flipping philly philly type calls that he was trying or home run balls that ended in quick three and outs those have to go we've got to uh, put points on the board and keep a lead in 2023 keep a lead please I, look, I don't disagree with that. That's kind of thoughts and prayers to that. That's what this whole offseason was. Harry, let me ask you something. I mean, like, Harry Douglas played in the NFL, so you live in a different world. But I'll say this. If you ever walked up, like, let's say you've been walking through a Vegas casino for the night, and you you had you, you have you got your cash out, right? You, you've been going from table to table to table. You got your cash out. You got your cash out. You look at it, and you realize that you're walking up to the roulette table, and you don't have enough to sit at the roulette table very long, and you just realize that, uh, look, at this point, I got nothing left to lose. I might as well just put the rest of the cash in my pocket on this one spin and see what happens. You ever done that, Harry? Like, Because that's, that's a different mindset when you're like, this is the end of the night. I'm basically out of money. I'm going to go throw cash on the roulette roulette table. But, yeah, like, just, last bet. Uh, just, just going all take, take away the part I'm out of money. Take okay, away right, part. Well, out of cash. Like, no, because you can always go back to there the ATM go. and get money. There you go. Like, there you like, go. I, I said, to somebody last week at the casino. I said, look, what I can spend and what I will spend are two different things tonight. Like, that's just, (laughs) that's a mentality, right? But you walk up at the end of the night, you're like, okay, I'm done. That's where I am with the quarterback position for the Raiders at this point. You might as well just go in and say, look, I'm all in. Roll the dice. Take somebody in the draft. It it can't be any worse than the options I have in free agency. I've decided I'm not going to stay with Derek Carr. I might as well roll the dice and see if I can get a Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's the only way. I'm putting everything on, you know. But But that's the thing, though. Like, you know, these Patrick Mahomes-type quarterbacks, they're, they're, we don't find them. You can't just, you know, hey, there, there he is right there. No, 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 but you might they're as well. Find. No, I, you're a thousand percent right. But at this point, you gotta you gotta swing every once in a while. Like I think they're just at the they've forced themselves to swing. Let's let's go to George or sorry, Greg in Georgia. Georgia wants to get an exit interview in on the Falcons. Greg, what you got? 
How y'all doing? Great. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Um, first, Eric, you know the Falcons playing in Nashville this year. Mm-hmm. We should team up and uh get Broadway before the game. Sounds like a plan to wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. I lived in Nashville but, for 20 some years. I'm not getting the, the invite who, to Lower Broad. Who, who's who's buying the drinks, you and me? Come on, Greg. I don't care. I mean, I'll I just care. I'll tell both of y'all this. If you'd invited me, you wouldn't have had to buy the drinks. I got connects down on Lower Broad. Let's go. Come on down. <laughs> all right, so the Falcons. I hear all the stuff about we can get Lamar Jackson, but I think Ritter's good enough with the money we got to spend in free agency. You don't have to have a Patrick Mahomes, and everybody forgets he did sit for a year before he come in and play. There ain't no just right off the shelf Patrick Mahomes. So I, I, I also agree with you, Greg. I feel like the Falcons and where they are, especially with the young players and what they were able to do with not much cap space the last two seasons, I, I, I only see this team ascending upwards. Uh, I want to see Desmond Ritter get a full year under the helm, especially going into the offseason, knowing that the job is his and taking control of it. So I can't wait to see that as well. Uh, I would also love Lamar, too. The only thing about Lamar is that you have to give up so much to get Lamar, is it going to hurt the build out of your team? Because they still have pieces on the defensive line, also in the secondary, um, uh, along with getting another playmaker to go along with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, but also more offensive linemen because they have a few guys that might be gone from the O-line too. Yeah, I can't wait to see the Falcons this year and then the year after when they finally get a quarterback. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a so business insurance quote, quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. I'm still mad that uh, Greg and Georgia didn't invite me to lower broad. That's a, that's a, oof. That was a mistake right there. All right. (laughs) One team's exit interview might include stopping their quarterback, I don't know, from throwing bad interceptions. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi. Today, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes told reporters he had no re-aggravation of his high ankle sprain in the AFC Championship game. It was sore following the win over the Bengals, but feels like he's in a good spot as preparations continue for Super Bowl 57 against the Eagles. Injured Chiefs receiver McCole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony did not practice today. Coach Andy Reid said he doubts Hardman will be able to play because of a pelvic injury. Tony is close to practicing. After speaking with multiple teams about their defensive coordinator position, Vic Fangio's decided to join the Dolphins as their defensive coordinator. He'll officially accept that position in Miami after the Super Bowl. The Lakers listing LeBron James as questionable for tonight's game against the Pacers due to ankle soreness. James is 89 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA's all-time scoring record. You guys have stacked the phone lines as we go through our exit interview process in the heels of the 49ers and Jimmy G making it very clear they're not going to be together anymore. There's exit interviews going on. So what would your exit interview be for your favorite team? How would you fix it? What would you tell them was good or bad? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. 
We'll get back to that in just a second. But Harry, did you just hear Christine Lisi tell us the great sports center anchor that LeBron James is questionable again? Like questionable? Not that long ago, we laid out this conspiracy <laughs> theory that there's a couple of games out there LeBron could happen to miss, and then conveniently he could set the scoring record against either the Bucks on TNT or Golden State on Saturday night. But to do that on ABC, but on to do that he'd have to miss a couple games. Now we hear. Oh, could be questionable against, I don't know, you said it'd be Indiana or Oklahoma City that, that he could miss. I'm just saying, we're watching, we're maybe, maybe you're more Miss Cleo than you think. Uh, Mr. Cleo, that is to you. Sure, 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 sure. Well, Mr., Mr., I wear the pants, buddy. Yeah, well, that is in this relationship. <laughs> I, I just just want call to me now for your free tarot reading. I mean, uh, <laughs> did you ever call nine hundred numbers when you were a kid? Like that's not a thing anymore. You don't have to. Uh, Miss Cle- Evan, Evan producer just looked at me like I'm off the rails. To call Miss Cleo back in the day, you dirty minded person. You see, you had to call a nine hundred number. Like it wasn't just for the things that you, you were thinking. In like, my defense, in my defense, anyone who brings up a nine hundred number, nobody thinks of Miss Cleo first. Well, maybe that says mm. something about how you were raised. Your mama didn't raise you right. I'm just saying. like, I'm pretty you know, sure Fitz was the kid watching Channel 98 nine, uh, and 99 growing up. Oh, yeah. No, I was like flipping back it and was forth. scrambled. Hoping that the static would stop for like one watching second. Watching Howard Stern to try to see like, you know, things that people are showing, but it's blurred out, but still feeling like you can see it. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and that, we grew that, up, that was like, definitely you, Fitz. We grew up like broke, you know, that when I was a little kid. So if there was ever like the free trial on cable and all of a sudden we got cable, which came with like HBO at that point. Oh my God, like you're, you're dropping everything. Like I'm up until three in the morning and I'm not sleeping for days. So did you uh, used but, to watch Uncut? No. Oh my God, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, those of you who know, you know about Uncut and we can't really explain it to you because we don't think it's too hot for radio. Yeah, you but, just go Google that. Just go But if Google you know Uncut. about Uncut, if you stayed up like two, three in the morning, you know about it. Hey, send us a tweet and tell us how much you miss Uncut. I mean, questionable for tonight against the Pacers for LeBron. Uh, it's a game we thought, and then Saturday against the Pelicans. You know that's on ESPN too. By the way, you should watch it. But we're, we'll, we'll see. Tuesday becomes a much bigger one. Like that's a Tuesday night game against the Thunder. Nobody's watching that, right? So you know, all of a sudden, what do you know? He's got three nationally televised games uh, left to try and hit the record on. Uh, I just feel like this conspiracy theory is coming true in front of our very eyes. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's how you guys get in on the phones. For for our exit interviews to uh, to let us know what you would tell your your favorite team in the process of the end of the season. Larry in North Carolina calling about the Bills. We haven't had a Bills call yet. Larry, what do you got? Uh, two things, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, first thing I would tell them is, hey, we got to change the offensive mindset. Like, you watch Josh Allen, and a lot of the time he thinks it's all on him, and we got to run the ball. That also helps Spencer Brown in the offensive line. We got to change – you know, you got to run the football in, in January. And the other thing is we put a lot of stock in our defensive line, and outside of Von Miller, we were just average. And we put a lot of draft picks and, and free agents even last year to try to fill those holes. Uh, we got we got to do better there. See, I, I like exactly where Larry is coming from, and your name rhymes with mine, Larry and Harry. Oh, we should start out. We should start our own show. You guys not, want a boy band? Not radio, now, like the some, Harry and Larry show. Some little show? TV type show, Larry, me and you. But he's one hundred. Had a Harry and Larry right. once, but I shaved it. Go ahead. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! <laughs> What's the matter? You didn't like Bush Gardens? <laughs> Go ahead about the. Bill. <laughs> but he's he's one hundred percent right about the Bills. They need to change up their identity. 
Uh, I think both sides of the ball, offense and and uh, and and defense, right? I think they need to be more of a physical physical team. They need to be more committed and more consistent running the football, and not just have Josh Allen as their guy that they're leaning on uh, when, when they want to resort to the run game. So, I'm looking forward to seeing the offensive uh, identity moving forward for the Bills, but also what's their mindset defensively. You gotta pick the next caller. I'm no good. Jacob in Louisville, uh, you're up now. It's Louisville, Louisville. Louisville, Jacob, Jacob Louisville. what do you got? Hello, hello. Oh, Jacob, talk to us, man. What's he got? Not much, man. Uh, this, I was calling in. I've been listening to the show for a little bit now since you guys have started up. I'm from Louisville. When I hear he was one of my favorite, is one of my favorite players of all time to ever play at Louisville back in that Petrino era, man. Y'all used to tear that up. You and Mario, you Rudy together, man. Brian, them days were. Those were on, man. Like when y'all smack Miami at home, when y'all would do like I, I went to all those games, and I I still live through them in my head all the time. You know, um, just can't can't thank you enough for coming to the Ville, Harry. No, I appreciate it, man. And I, I tell you, like Louisville is a a home away from home for me, and I'm glad Jeff Brom is back there now. And at some point, we're gonna get Jeff Brom to come on the show as well. His brother, who's the offensive coordinator now, Louisville was my quarterback. And it's it's, oh, yeah. it's 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 crazy and dynamic. Remember when we were on the uh, cover of ESPN magazine? Now I'm working for ESPN. It's crazy how things come full circle. Must have been a light month that month to put you all on the cover. Oh no, we we were a top ten. I'm sorry, <laughs> we were a top ten team about every year. I was at Louisville, buddy. About sorry. One, about once a year, I give I give Harry a little bit of Louisville grief, and he always quickly reminds me that uh, Louisville was was great. Uh, Jacob, did you have an exit interview you wanted to give us? I did. And before I gave my exam interview, I hate to take up your own show and make it my show, but I met you outside of Zany's uh, two years ago, I think, for the Craig Peters show. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. You yeah. see how he doesn't well, even remember you, Jacob? No, no, see, no. your was... boy Harry's going wow. to remember you. you wow. No, that was a great <laughs> show, by the way. At Zany's, uh, if anybody's ever in Nashville, like I, I will constantly say this. I don't think there's a more fun night to have just hanging out in, in Nashville than to be at Zany's 100% of the time. That is always a place to go. Yeah, it was a great time. It, I mean, everything's pricey in Nashville, but it was it was good for the Nashville price. You're going to save a little more money going to Zanies and looking at a show there than going on Broadway or Dumbledore. like what what kind of show were y'all looking at? It's com- comedy show, man. But they got oh, like okay, they okay. got minimums. Like so, you come in, you got to sure pay the out. ticket, but you also got to do like the two item minimum and like I believe they get theirs. Like they know like Zanies keeping the the. It's amazing for a, a building that looks pretty run down. They they find a way to keep it. Uh, they find a way to get to get that cash. All right, give us your exit interview, Jacob. Uh, my exit interview is for my – I'm a Raiders fan like you, but my exit interview would have to be with my wife's team because she's from Buffalo. And I would, I would, my exit interview alone off that would be, yo, we need – like a last man said, we need to do something about the offense. The difference between this, this, this playoff game was Joe Mixon, really. Like, yeah, we, we didn't have our defensive rusher, our uh, top defensive rusher in Von Miller, but it's like at the end of the day, we, like Harry said, they're relying on Josh to run the football. And that, you know – nobody really wants that situation it's like with the Giants how you said we're not afraid of Daniel Jones the dude had 700 and something rushing yards and still (laughs) nobody's gonna be talking about bro scrambling technique like it needs to be covered yet they should be but it's just the way he looks it's the way you carry it like Joe Burrow's so cool he you know lost the Super Bowl and people are like oh he's better than Patrick Mahomes it's all about how you wear it man like we're gonna we're gonna think that Daniel's never cool because he just is kind of a nerd looking dude and he went to Duke 
It's just how it rolls. So. <laughs> that, great call, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob is right on all fronts. Jacob praised uh, Harry, Devin. praised me, and threw Devin under the bus. Like that's <laughs> no, he didn't throw. He, he said no, he no, he was, he, he was giving yards. Daniel he Jones props. I mean, yeah. sort of, you know, but you, also you, like you wear your anti-Daniel Jones glasses. You don't, you can't see through I'm the. Devin, why is he Jones. like that? Like, hey, why is he so anti-Daniel Jones? Nobody on this show has been more hyped for Daniel Jones getting paid from the outset than this guy. I'm the one that keeps telling you he would not take a discount and he shouldn't. There is an NFL draft video. That proves otherwise. And that was mean. That was mean. Don't ask Ooh. me. That was mean. And you know that you were a coward about saying anything for the first three years too. So like, <laughs> I love like your Groundhog Day. You're just sitting in there, and then all of a sudden you're turtle heading your way out when uh, when things uh, suddenly work out. All right. For all of this conversation, there's one team that told us plenty about Sean Payton, and it's not the Broncos. It speaks volumes about the Super Bowl winning coach and why. Maybe he's overrated. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three. 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 Three is a magic we are asking Sean Payton, who has gone to a Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, to do something that no other coach in NFL history has done, which is go to the Super Bowl again and win it. And if you're the Broncos, you didn't give up draft equity to just try and get there. You gave up draft equity and a ton of money because you think he can win the Super Bowl. It has never been done before. And in fact, the best living, breathing, current example we have of that is Bill Belichick, who won a bunch of Super Bowls and hasn't gotten back since without his Hall of Fame quarterback. It doesn't necessarily mean that the coach isn't good, Harry. It just means sometimes we have to remember that there are beautiful combinations that are perfect in time of coach and quarterback together. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes being one of those, right? Like, But they are there are beautiful combinations. That doesn't mean that that's what he has in Denver. Three hours later. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz talking a lot about Sean Payton and why maybe we're overselling the expectation. I'd love to get into that, but it's a day of the week, which means Aaron Rodgers has spoken, which means we must react to it. Colin Nost on the Golf Channel, apparently different than Colin Yost. I don't know. But Colin, Colt Nost. Colt Nost. Sorry, Colt. Don't mean any, uh, didn't know. Colt Nost on the Golf Channel uh, at Pebble Beach had the opportunity to ask if Aaron Rodgers has any update. And this is the actual response from Aaron to Colt Nost on the Golf Channel. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Colt. Got any news you want to share with us? Not going to San Fran. <laughs> you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. Not going to San Fran. Whoop. I mean, that's pretty. I'm going to play that one more time because it's a pretty definitive answer. Listen to it again. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Colt. Got any news you want to share with us? Not going to San Fran. I mean, he hesitates. Then he says, not going to San Fran. HG, you buying? I don't know, man. This is, this is, this is tricky because on one end, I want to say, is he salty because San Francisco took Alex Smith back in the draft with the number number one overall draft pick and didn't select him, even though he was from that area. He played with uh, the Cal Bears. Is he still feeling salty? We all know how Aaron Rodgers is very, very sensitive. And it's okay because it's okay for men to be sensitive too, but Aaron Rodgers is definitely sensitive. But is it a cover-up because it, it potentially he could end up 
in San Francisco. I I do wonder though the way he says all of that, and it is so definitive. I I I feel like we were the only show in all of sports talk media that has put Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers. That's pretty obvious. It was our creative thinking that made that happen. So now we can fairly definitively say Aaron Rodgers must listen to Fitz and Harry every day, right? Like that's the only takeaway <laughs> here is that, that Aaron's was listening to us yesterday and was like, hey, you guys with this really an, uh, original thought process no one else has ever come up with of me to San Francisco, that's not happening. I feel like that was a message to us. Yeah, me too. I feel kind of salty, but at least yeah. he lis- he listens. Uh, that, that that's we'll watches. You can just call in next time, Aaron. We'll 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 carve out a few minutes for you. Yeah, we'd love uh, to have you on. Patricia in North Carolina has called and wants to do an exit interview on the 49ers. Patricia, thanks for calling. What are your thoughts? Hey, hey, hey! First of all, I want to say I love you guys. I'm so glad that they brought you on. You guys are my grandson and I. We love listening to you in the afternoon on the way home from his school. Oh, thank you so um, much. I want to say farewell. To- yeah, absolutely. Farewell to Tom Brady. What a great athlete. Um, I'm so grateful that Hamlin is on the mend, but 49ers. So um, I'm a very forgiving and very positive person. Kyle Shanahan, I want to thank for our season. Um, I want to thank all of our guys. I'm so proud of them. I do believe that, that the season of drafting or picking people that can just throw the ball is completely over because these these young men, these athletes now that, that don't just throw the ball, they actually make the plays and make touchdowns and so on and so forth. That's what we need to be looking for. Um, farewell to Jimmy G. Like, thank you for what you did for us. Um, thanks for the points. Um, like, what are the chances that we go through four quarterbacks? Um, I'm still proud of our guys, though. And I think that um, Harry had said something earlier. I don't know if it was you, Fitz, or if it was Harry saying that you you really need to make sure that you've got, you know, your quarterbacks that are ready and ready to go. Like, there's no way I could have imagined that we would have went through four quarterbacks in one season. But um, I'm saying pick the guys that are going to make the plays and not just throw the ball. Um, I'm excited, though, for, for what what's to come for us. Um Number one defense, in my opinion, the 49ers. I do. I I had planned on watching the 49ers in Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, but I'm still so proud of them. And thanks, Fitz and Harry. You guys are amazing. And my grandson and I wanted to say thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for thank calling. You, we really appreciate you, it. That you. makes my whole day. I mean, me too. Uh, and and by the way, I love the positivity. Like some people just have it. You can feel it. Like just the way she was like, "Hey, I want I want to say thanks to all the guys that get went out there." Like we live I in wish, a world where where I success is often. Oh yeah, no, a thousand percent. And like think of how often success is just sort of torn down because it didn't result in a Super Bowl. Like we need more mindset of that. Like it was a really good season for the 49ers. And you, you hear that and it just sort of reminds you of of what the whole journey's like for fans. And that sometimes you just gotta appreciate even in a season Harry doesn't result in a Super Bowl, you can still have a great year. Yeah. And this is another reason why I love callers, because I just love other people's input. Love to hear their voices, uh getting their voices out there so everyone else can hear them as well. And me and you chime off of it. Yeah, I, I love every ounce of this community that we're trying to build here uh, every day from noon to three. And we thank every one of you that takes the time to listen every single day and call in. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Thanks for listening to Fitz and Harry. Kenny and Carlin coming up next on ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.